0: you can call this meeting to order, Commissioner Stevenson.
1: Oh, I thought I did, but I was muted. <laughs> I call this meeting to order. Go ahead, Charles.
0: Thank you. Good evening. This is the meeting of the San Francisco Commission on the Environment. The time is 5.03 PM. Please note that the ringing of cell phones, pagers, and similar devices can still happen virtually and is still prohibited. Please turn your devices off. Due to the COVID-19 health emergency and to protect commissioners, department staff and members of the public, the Commission on the Environment's meeting room 416 is closed. However, however, commissioners and department staff will be participating in the meeting remotely. This precaution is taken pursuant to the statewide stay-at-home order and all preceding and proceeding local, state, and federal orders, declarations, and directives. Commissioners will attend the meeting through video conference or by telephone if the video fails and participate in the meeting to the same extent as if they were physically present. Public comment will be available on each item on this agenda. SFGovTV.org is streaming the number up at the top of the screen. Each speaker will be allowed three minutes to speak. Comments or opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available via phone by calling 415-655-0001 and access code 2497-903-8264. When connected, Dial star three to be added to the queue. Best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down and off any other devices. Alternatively, you may submit public comment by email at environment at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be forwarded to the commissioners and will be included as part of the official file. I will now call the roll. President Stevenson. Here. Vice President Ahn. Here. Commissioner Bermejo. Here. Commissioner Hunter. Here. Commissioner Sullivan. Here. Commissioner Wald. Here. Commissioner Wan. Here. President Stevenson, we have a quorum. All right,
1: next agenda item, please.
0: Thank you. The next agenda item is item two, review and vote on whether to approve resolution filed 2022-01-COE, Resolution Making Findings to Allow Teleconference Meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E. The speaker is Charles Sheehan, Chief Policy and Public Affairs Officer. The explanatory document is Resolution File 2022-01-COE. This item is for discussion and action. The committee will consider adoption of a resolution making findings that newly enacted Government Code Section 54953E Requires an order to allow the committee to hold meetings remotely as currently required under local law without complying with certain Brown Act requirements.
1: Commissioners, do we hear any discussion on this? All right, can I get a motion, please?
2: So moved. Second from on.
1: All right, we have a motion from Commissioner Sullivan, second by Commissioner on. Uh, let's open
0: it up for public comment, please. Thank you. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star 3 to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Uh, the public comment instructions are on the screen. Thank you, Deidre. Do we have any anyone in the queue, Deidre?
3: Give me a moment to check, please. It seems like we have a caller that raised a hand. If you don't mind unmute. Um, um, caller, you now have three minutes so let me go ahead and pull up the timer. Um, mute. Caller, Can you, you hear are, me okay?
4: Gonna...
1: Go, ahead, caller. Go
4: ahead, caller. Great. Uh, David Piltel. Uh, good evening. Uh, sorry, I have a, another meeting at 530. So you won't be hearing too much from me me today. Uh, I, I know the sadness is, is palpable. Uh, on this item, just very minor league on page For line 11, the certification line uh, at its meeting on February 7th should be 2022. Other than that, I have uh, no objection and uh, recommend adoption of this item. Thanks. Thank
3: Thank you.
0: Any other public commenters?
3: There are no
1: other callers on the line. All right, let's move to a roll call vote, please.
0: Thank you. Uh, President Stevenson?
1: Aye.
0: Uh, Vice President Ahn? Aye. Commissioner Bermejo? Aye. Commissioner Hunter? Aye. Commissioner Sullivan? Aye. Commissioner Wald? Aye. Commissioner Wan?
1: Aye. All right, the motion passes. Let's go to the next item, please, Charles.
0: Uh, The next item is item three, the president's welcome. This item is for discussion.
1: All right, good evening, everyone. Um, actually, before I get started, I'm gonna let everyone know that I have piano lessons going on in my house. So if there's if there's background noise, I apologize ahead of time. Um, good evening, everyone. The Commission on the Environment acknowledges that we occupy the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatish Ohlone peoples, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. We recognize that the Ramatish Ohlone understand the interconnectedness of all things and have maintained harmony with nature for millennia we honor the Ramitesh Ohlone peoples for their enduring commitment to Wawrup, Mother Earth. As the indigenous protectors of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramitesh Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. We recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. As uninvited guests, we affirm their sovereign rights as first peoples and wish to pay our respects to the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish community. As environmentalists, we recognize that we must embrace indigenous knowledge in how we care for San Francisco and all of its people. Thank you for your attention during that important announcement. While this year starts off exclusively with virtual commission meetings again, um, we are nearing the point, I believe, when our commission meetings will start to return to being in person. Um, As we continue to receive guidance from the mayor's office and the city administrator's office, we'll share what in-person meetings will look like. With that in mind, I ask for your patience navigating through this unfamiliar territory as we take the steps to walk back into city hall once again. Tonight, the commission will contemplate elections and the department's budget. Last year, this commission took a bold stand on demanding adequate and stable funding for the department, and we were heard. Thank you to my fellow commissioners and to the advocates who may once again be in this virtual room with us. And as we look into the new year, I also wanna take this opportunity to thank all of you who have contributed to these past two years of successful virtual online commission meetings. From the dedicated staff at SF Environment, to the team of technicians working their magic behind the scenes, to my fellow commissioners navigating their best digital backgrounds for everyone, And to all of the community members who dial in and participate, letting your voice be heard even if your face isn't seen, it's truly been an honor to lead during these years and to keep up the important work that we're doing here. So tonight and in the coming months, as we look ahead to the rest of 2022 and beyond, I believe firmly that we have our marching orders, implementing the Climate Action Plan. That's the job, that's it. I'll leave it at that and wrap up my final president's welcome of this term. Let's open it up to public comment. If you have comments pertaining to the department's budget, please reserve those comments for agenda item six, which is when we'll talk extensively about the department's budget. Is there any public comment on the president's welcome?
5: Thank
0: you for that. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Deirdre, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: I'm checking, give me a minute. There are no callers on the queue.
2: Okay. Perhaps
0: we'll wait a brief pause to make sure no one else joins.
1: No other callers on the queue. Okay. All right public comment is now closed next agenda item please
0: next agenda item is item 4 approval of minutes of the December 7 2021 commission on the environment meeting the explanatory documents are the December 7 2021 draft minutes this item is for discussion and possible action
1: Commish- commissioners is there any discussion or um, a motion about the minutes from our last meeting So move that we approve
6: the minutes I second
1: motion to approve by commissioner Bermejo seconded by commissioner Wald. Let's open it up for public comment.
0: Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue for those already on hold in the queue. Please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Deidre do we have any callers in the queue.
3: We do
4: have a caller on the line. I'll start the three minutes. Now. Can you
3: hear
4: me okay? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Uh, David Bilpel, again. um, I'm looking for the page reference. One moment. Uh, Page three, item eight. There's a first reference to Rich. Rich introduced city partners. But I'm not sure that Rich, who I believe was uh, Rich or Richard Chen, was uh, named elsewhere. I think that would be uh, worth including. Um, for the closed session, those present in closed session are not uh, named. That's a requirement of the Sunshine Ordinance that um, uh, anyone present in closed session um, needs to be identified. So I would recommend that be added. Um, the actual action on item 16 um, is not at all clear. All it says is that a recommendation to increase compensation. Of the executive director was approved without objection. There's no uh, written motion. There's no explanation as to the level of recommended compensation increase. I'm concerned about for that entire vote and how that happened. Um, I don't at all object to the action taken, but I don't think it's been properly disclosed to the public what um, the action was. Um, Throughout the minutes, first names uh, are used. That is unusual in my experience and seems perhaps too informal for the um, actual record of um, actions of the commission. Uh, And just finally, the and materials uh the boilerplate about how to participate in meetings and such starting on page six may not be needed for the minutes it's certainly necessary and useful for the agenda but uh i might just end the minutes at the end of i believe page five i'm happy to go over any further details uh with uh charles oh i'm sorry mr sheehan uh, at another time, but I hope those comments are useful to you. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you for your comment. Did there any other comments using the queue? No other callers on the line. All right, then public comment is now closed. Let's go to a roll call vote, please.
0: Thank you for that. Uh, President Stevenson.
1: Aye.
0: Vice President Ahn. Aye. Commissioner Bermejo. Aye. Commissioner Hunter. Aye. Commissioner Sullivan. Aye. Commissioner Wald. Aye. Commissioner Wan. Aye.
1: Motion passes. Next item, please.
0: Next item is item five, general public comment. Members of the public may address the commission on matters that are within the commission's jurisdiction and are not on today's agenda.
1: All right, members of the public, if you have a public comment that is not on today's agenda, now is the time.
0: Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star 3 to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Deirdre, are there any callers in the queue?
3: There is a caller on the queue. Let me unmute. Can you hear
7: me again?
4: Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, David Pilpel again. Um, for general public comment, I am concerned about the uh, proposals uh, currently at City Hall from Supervisor uh, Peskin that would uh, significantly amend the 1932 Uh, refuse residential refuse collection and disposal uh, ordinance and the potential impact um, that that would have both on the refuse uh, collection uh, system both for residences uh, commercial and otherwise in the city our ability to um, achieve uh, zero waste goals uh, appropriate uh, oversight on uh, rates and service uh, all, all kinds of things uh, there. And most significantly, as we may hear briefly in the budget presentation coming up, the potential impact in the future on impound account uh, revenues that funds roughly half of um, the department. So um, I just wanted to raise that concern. Not on the agenda, it will be before uh, one of the Board of Supervisors committees in the next uh, few weeks. Not sure that the Commission needs to or wants to weigh in, but I just wanted to uh, make sure that you're all aware and you may want to ask um, the director to report back at a future meeting on um, where that is and what that is and what impact that might have. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you for your comment. Any other public comments? Yes, we
3: do have another call on the line. Paula,
8: you are now um, on mute. Good afternoon, commissioners. My name is Paul Wormer. And I am coming to you with an orphan that I'm hoping to find a home for. Uh, And it's a climate problem that we see in the city. When we look at the San Francisco climate emergency, activities are needed by a lot of agencies. But in many cases, these agencies aren't, these are not independent. An example, mode shift. We want to get people out of their cars and onto transit. And housing, we want to build more housing near transit. I have sat in planning commission hearings where the uh, CEQA documents state that there's ample capacity on the bus line the same bus line that I have sat at the bus stops, watching the buses go by so full they don't bother to stop. There needs to be some organizing body to integrate what different agencies are saying and doing with respect to the climate emergency. No one owns that. I think that this is something that the Commission on the Environment should ask for oversight on or assume ownership of because there are a lot of these problems. Uh, A similar issue is decarbonizing buildings and the interaction with uh, district energy, resilience, load sharing, and potential savings on utility costs or utility demands of 10% or so at peak periods. This is a big deal but I don't see an integrated assessment of this problem because no one is calling for it and no one is responsible. And as I say, I do believe this would be an excellent ask for you as the commission on the environment to make. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment. Any more public commenters? Checking the line now.
3: Uh, we
1: do not have
0: any more callers in the queue. All right, next item, please, Charles. Thank you. Next item is item six, review and vote on whether to approve the Department of the Environment's fiscal year 2021, 2022, and 2022-23 budget. The sponsor is Deborah Raffel, the director. The speaker is Joseph Salem, program manager, finance and administration. The explanatory document is the Draft Department of the Environment Fiscal Year 2021 through 2022 and 2022 through 2023 budget. This item is for discussion and possible
1: action. All right, Director Raffel.
9: Thank you so much. So this is the the big item or one of the big items for tonight and I'm really excited to uh, present to you our budget. So let's start with Deidre, if you would please put up the first slide. I will open up the comments and explain how the discussion will go. So we will be starting tonight's budget presentation looking at our strategic priorities. How do the priorities of the department, how are those priorities reflected in our budget? Um, And then we will open it up Uh, to Joe, so I will do that part. Then Joe Salem, our Chief Financial Officer, will come in and talk about our proposal uh, based on existing funding and funding streams that we are confident about. And then I will end with a discussion about something you have asked about for a while, and there's a lot of interest in and I'm excited about, which is looking at ways for us to access general fund funding. So I, I want to start, so that's what's ahead. Um, And I want to start by thanking the commission. And as the president said in her opening remarks, thanking everyone on this call and all the people who have supported this journey. I feel like it's been 20 years in the making and there's a it's, there's a lot of people who have leaned in and I'm very excited about where we are today. 2021, while it was a very challenging year um, because of the pandemic and because of the economy and because of schools and everything that is intertwined as well as all the climate catastrophes that we've been experiencing, was actually a very exciting year um, from a climate standpoint for, I don't know what that slide is, okay, for the Department of the Environment and for the city of San Francisco. So. For one, we ha- updated our strategic plan. So that was a very important for the Department of the Environment that we set our priorities for the next three years. We also um, adopted, a uh, the Board of Supervisors adopted and codified very bold climate goals that are going to lead us into the future. And then finally, the mayor adopted and um, our climate action plan. And all of those have really shaped our budget priorities of what you're going to see now. So let's start. Let's start by thinking back to our strategic plan. And uh, so if you could go to the next slide, I want to remind you about our strategic plan that there are these six goals. And these goals reflect the input from the community, from you, from our staff, and They shape our work plan. They are very explicit about what is important to us. Racial equity is embedded into all the goals. But as you recall, for this strategic plan, we decided to separate into its own goal racial equity work because we wanted to showcase our investment specifically in racial equity. Next slide. So let's dive in. And I want to just talk briefly about each goal and how it's reflected in our budget. So on the racial equity goal, they're inside the budget, there is the work we're doing on an internal focus for racial equity. Those are the resources we've allocated in professional services to implement the racial equity action plan to hire consultants to help us with tracking, with training, with surveys, So that investment then shapes all of the priorities that we do um, as staff to improve the racial equity performance of our internal systems. We also have in our budget, a focus on externally focused equity goals. And those, you can see those in what we're gonna be doing in zero waste and affordable housing, the kind of movement and focus we're gonna have for that program. Um, We are also, and I'm gonna talk a little bit later about this as well in my director's report, doing investments into our racial equity scan tool and what we're calling a racial equity assessment, where we are using those tools and will be using those tools continually to look at each program that we implement. Next slide. So the next goal is the healthy ecosystems, um, healthy communities and ecosystems goal, and of course, Our budget priority in this goal is all the incredible work that our toxics reduction and healthy ecosystems does that is ongoing work what is new is that we're going to be institutionalizing a grant program for the toxics reduction team that's focused on BIPOC communities trying to accelerate and expand our reach and our co-creation of programs with the communities You're gonna hear more about this also in terms of our general fund ask how our budget priorities are gonna be reflected there as well. Next slide. Goal three, leading on climate action. Well, there's a lot in our budget that reflects this, of course. Um, you know Our last year, chapter nine got us started in terms of codifying the goals. The climate action plan says this is what we need to do. The board of supervisors gave us a bit of a kickstart in this current fiscal year with the climate equity hub this year's budget is expanding on that foundation so that we can implement the climate uh, equity hub and you'll also see things in there in this year's budget some grants that we're expecting to get we're expecting to get a large grant on electric vehicles focused very heavily on the Bayview and our disadvantaged communities we're going to be elevating the work of our energy efficiency program, focusing it on refrigerants, refrigerant substitution and repair programs for disadvantaged small business. So equity, climate action, all these priorities are reflected in our budget. Next slide. Zero waste, zero to, um, Oh, sorry, wrong one. Strengthening community resilience. This is one where we are actually leaning in On the uh, green business program, for example, we are going to be in our budget asking to um, reallocate and think about the positions in that program so that we can reduce the sort of churn and turnover of shorter term staff and really grow the professionalism of the staff who are operating on that program. This is also where you're seeing interdepartmental work and focus on working on the capital plan and other ways where we can improve our reach uh, throughout the community. Next slide. Zero waste and zero toxics. Okay, again, just like each of these, we have a lot of basic programming that goes on to achieve zero waste and zero toxics, all of the staffing that you're used to seeing in our household hazardous waste program, in our various zero waste work. Um, But what we're doing new this year is we're going, this coming year is, we expect to see additional revenue coming in because of the construction and demolition ordinance and the fees that will come in. So you will see changes that we're expecting in staffing and in workload. Uh, we're going to be very focused on food waste prevention because of SB 1383. And you're going to see our focus will be in our zero waste program on ramping up the private sector participation in the donation programs. So. A lot of the work you're used to is of course funded through here with a focus on waste prevention and construction and demolition. Next slide. Amplifying community action. This is our our outreach budget, our engagement budget. This is where we're going to be directing resources to our school education and environment now programs. Those are fundamental areas of our department those programs will be very responsive to what's going on, on the other, uh, in the other program areas to engage youth in the climate action implementation and to also make sure our small businesses are aware of program changes and aware of incentives that are available to them. And of course, this is where marketing comes in and our data analytics. You'll see in the budget that we are we have positions We have a data position now and that next fiscal year will be really amplified to become our chief technology officer to help us become, make sure we are at the cutting edge of data and and, and, um, metrics tracking as well as uh, visualization. So now I'd like to turn it over to Joe and Joe Salem will uh, take from here this sort of goals, Broad, high level, how is our funding re- reflecting our strategies, our strategic thinking? And he will talk about the budget through his lens, and then I'll come back and wrap it up with our general fund. So there we go. Joe, over to you. And at the end, we'll take questions. So we'll have lots of time for that.
10: Sorry about that. I was muted. Uh, next slide, please. Okay. Um, so, uh, good, good evening, commissioners. My name is Jill. Salem. actually, can I go to the next slide please? Sorry. Thank you. Uh, good evening, commissioners. My name is Joe Salem. I'm the fiscal manager for the department, of the environment, and tonight I'll be giving a brief presentation on the fiscal 22, 23 draft budget. Uh, a couple of things before we get started. The first is that this is a draft budget. And we expect that there will be changes between now and when we submit it to the mayor's office on on February 22nd. Uh, The second thing is that we're not going to be reviewing the fiscal 2023-2024 budget in this presentation. While we're mandated to submit a two-year budget, uh, it's impossible for us to know this far out what our grant funding is going to look like. And thus, we don't really feel that we can give an accurate assessment of what that fiscal year Uh, will look like at this time. Uh, So next slide, please. So the city is currently projecting a hundred and eight million dollar general fund surplus for fiscal 2023 and fiscal 2024. As a result of this projected surplus, the mayor's office is not requiring general fund departments to reduce ongoing expenditures for either fiscal year. But increases in general fund support will not be considered. While the Department of the Environment does not receive any general fund support currently, we do face some potential impact as non general fund departments are expected to absorb any increases in their operating costs. Next slide, please. So, in past years, we focused exclusively on our department's operating budget. But recently, the Board of Supervisors modified the budget adoption process to require that all departments hold at least two public hearings on their proposed budgets to ensure that the public has access to and input into the department's budget development process. I interpret the word proposed to mean our annual appropriation ordinance or AAO budget proposal as that is what we delivered to the mayor's office on February 22nd. Uh, in light of this, I have included the present in the presentation slides, to uh, show the AAO budget alongside our operating budget to get the most complete and transparent view possible of our budgeting process. So what is the difference between our AAO budget and our operating budget? Well, our operating budget takes into account the department's current projection for sources and uses in a given fiscal year. The operating budget includes new funds being requested through the AAO process, uh, which we refer to as the the budget process, and funds that have been previously approved that will be utilized in the next fiscal year. These are typically grants awarded mid-year and appropriated through a board resolution process called the accept and expend process, Uh, mid-year interdepartmental work orders, and multi-year grants, things like those. While most years, our operating budget contains our entire AAO budget, this year is an anomaly in that our operating budget is actually smaller than our AAO budget due to one large multi-year energy grant. That will be fully appropriated in fiscal 2023, but utilized over multiple uh, multiple fiscal years thereafter. So in line of this, I'm going to discuss our operating budget this evening with the understanding that it's the best way to provide the most comprehensive and thorough view of our budget process, which brings me to the current slide. Uh, This slide shows side by side our current draft AAO proposal and our current operating budget proposal. I'm sorry, um, one slide back, please. Thank you. Um, So uh, you'll see there's a large variance between what we are proposing in new funding, which is what the annual appropriation side illustrates, and what we're currently expecting in operational funding for the next fiscal year. Uh, Nowhere is this variance greater uh, illustrated than in the grant revenue. uh, We currently expect to request about $14.5 million in our AAO submission to the mayor's office Uh, for that energy grant but we only expect to recognize a little over six million dollars in operating revenue from that grant source in 2023. Uh, The side-by-side comparisons you see here are are for illustrative purposes to hopefully show the magnitude of the variances and why we think it's important to review our operating budget as opposed to our um, AAO budget. So Turning to the operating budget, you can see that we currently have a deficit of $436,000 for fiscal 2023. Uh, The majority of this deficit is directly related to anticipated increases in labor costs to the department and various grants and work order considerations. Um, I should note that while this figure looks significant and is, uh, it does represent less than 2% of our operating budget. Uh, For context... Last year, we had a deficit of approximately $623,000 at this time. Next chart, please. So, this slide shows our budget, or it shows how our budget is broken out by funding source and by program expenditure. Uh, I've added the AAO budget figures for illustrative purposes to again show the differences in what we submit through the AAO budget process and our anticipated operating budget. So while our AAO request currently shows grant revenue comprising about 41% of our budget, in reality, it's currently anticipated to fund about 22% of our operating budget. Similarly, for the expenditures by program, you can see very material differences between the AAO request and the operating budget request as they stand today. Uh, The most glaring example of this is in our energy program where expenditures are currently 41% of our budget at the AAO level, but only about 20% of um, our budget at the operations level. So um, as we can see here, um, our operating expenditures are made up of 32% zero waste, 20% outreach, 20% energy, 10% toxics reduction, 6% clean transportation, 5% climate, 3% green building, 3% environmental justice, 1% urban forest, and less than 1% for biodiversity. Um, So I think these last two slides really encapsulate just how important it is for us to review the total operational budget as opposed to just our AAO um, proposal. Yeah, if... um, you know it 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 makes it much more clear in terms of what we're actually going to be utilizing our funds for in in a given fiscal year and gives the the best picture of of um our plans for any given fiscal year Uh, next slide please uh here we see a comparison of our operating budget from fiscal 2022 to 2023 as you can see here, there's an operating budget increase of approximately 9% or $2.4 million. Uh, this increase is primarily due to the construction and demolition funding uh, and anticipated increases in labor costs. So in September, 2021, the mayor signed and updated uh, environmental code chapter 14, construction and demolition debris recovery ordinance, as well as the public works code section 725 into law. The most significant update is the requirement for haulers of mixed uh, C&D debris to purchase an annual or seven-day debris transporter permit. The fee revenue will be spent to implement and enforce chapter 14 requirements which will help the city cut down on 150,000 tons per year of C&D waste that is landfilled and or illegally dumped on city streets. This new law became effective on January 1st, 2022. So as you can see, the the major variance on the revenue side is the large 51% increase uh, due to the new construction and and demolition ordinance fees. And on the expenditure side, uh, you know, the major variances are in personnel and services of other city departments, which are also a function of the construction and demolition ordinance fee. Next slide, please. So here we have a breakdown of staff by program. Uh, As a result of how our department is funded, our program FTEs tend to move around a bit with changes in funding. This is why you'll see small increases and decreases year over year for some programs. Uh, overall, we are increasing staff by 4.56 FTEs for fiscal 2023. Uh, while a small portion of this increase is related to changes in attrition. Uh, the major changes come from the from two new positions in zero waste related to the new funding under the construction and demolition ordinance, and two new positions in climate related to work being performed under the Board of Supervisors add back funding for the climate equity hub. Next slide, please. So here is a list of our work orders with other city departments and our programming partnerships. As you can see, we work closely with many city departments. These work orders are really are a vital part of our department's funding and we greatly value our interdepartmental relationships. Um, providing these important services to our partner departments consists of about 30%, 13, excuse me, percent of our operating revenue. Uh, our staff work really hard to maintain positive relationships with these departments and, and demonstrate through providing, you know, exceptional deliverables, the value of the service that we provide to these departments. Um, I I, I always like to do I'd like to take a minute to to acknowledge the program staff's role in maintaining these work orders. It's 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 makes my job much easier. And, um, you know, it really without them, um, you know, this would be a much more challenging thing to do. and, and, And they do a spectacular job in both developing and maintaining these relationships with other city departments. And I just wanted to acknowledge that. Next slide. Uh, These are the key dates for the fiscal 2022-23 budget process. Uh, See, the next big deadline is our submission of a balanced budget due uh, to the mayor's office on February 22nd. May will mark the beginning of the Board of Supervisors budget hearings. Hearings are held in May and June, but the Department of Environment historically um, Being held in the May group, uh, but may actually be in the June group this year. Uh, the fiscal 2022 23 budget will be adopted on July 31st. And by August 27th, we, along with every other city department, will submit a letter to the mayor's office certifying that the budget that was adopted is adequate and that no supplemental uh, general funding will be required. So you know we'll be working hard over you know the course of this month to to balance our current shortfall we'll be examining our expenditures and pursuing potential sources of additional revenue to try and close that that gap that we currently have uh, and while i don't anticipate any cuts to service levels um you know we will be taking a look at at our budget department-wide identifying um you know a potential reductions in expenditures, ways we can reduce costs, you know, we'll also be continuing to to aggressively seek out new sources of revenue and applying for grants and seeking partnerships where the potential exists. Um, I, I'm actually that that concludes my portion. I'll, I'll bring it back to Debbie.
9: Thanks Joe. So DeAndra, I think if you go two slides I think the next slide may say questions which I'm going to ask the commissioners if you don't mind we hold off. Oh there we go. Okay. Perfect. So Joe's presentation what we decided to do tonight was to sort of think about the budget with general fund and without general fund. So Joe did his portion of as if we never had if we didn't have general fund except for the care, the addbacks that we got in this current fiscal year that are two years in nature um very small amount of funding for this coming fiscal year so what we've done is we we've had a really interesting process of engaging internally to ask ourselves what is needed this coming fiscal year not to solve the climate crisis. But what is needed in 22, 23 to set us up for success, for everything we know that we're gonna need to do to implement that climate action plan. And of course, implementation of the climate action plan is not solely in the purview of the Department of the Environment, but we have a really important role to play. And I like to think of the department as the hub of a wheel and that hub is got, has got spokes that go out to other city departments that go out to elected officials, both in the city and in the state and in the feds that go out to our business partners, our faith-based community partners, you know, all of the partners in the city, our education partners. So how do we make sure that the hub of the wheel is healthy and able to support those spokes? And so what we decided was there were three basic areas of focus that we wanted to start investing in for general fund and you can see we'll look at the right hand side of this slide right now and so the we came up with we added it up to about 3.2 million i have to tell you this is a estimate that's why that is in the title of the slide this number will likely change in the next couple weeks that we have to finalize our budget submission as joe explained the timing and we also wanted to hear from you and what your reaction was as well as from the public this is the first time we're putting this number out for the public and for the commission to comment on so our best estimate is that we need about 2.4 million to invest directly into that building sector the decarbonization of buildings that's a larger amount than the others because responsibility for this very much falls within the purview of the Department of the Environment. Then the next sector is the transportation sector. How are we gonna get off of fossil fuels for trucks and cars in the private sector? And so, and I'll talk about what each of these will do. And then the third bucket How do we, this is something that I think previous commissioners would be so happy if they finally heard that we want to invest in institutionalizing a program on biodiversity and healthy ecosystems within the department and not make it some uh, scrappy program based on grants, small grants and work orders. How do we make this a strategic Mm -hmm. program? So what will this 3.2 million do? as I said, it is not solving the climate crisis. Here is what it's doing to help us be the hub of a wheel. It is helping us have the staff leadership available to build and implement a legislative agenda. We have a roadmap in front of us, especially along building decarbonization that we need to get working on. The Climate Action Plan outlined what we need to do in 2022 and 2023 and 2024, and we need to get working on that and we need staff who are solely responsible for getting that work done. We need to focus everything we do on equity and workforce development. We do not have the workforce we need to implement that legislative agenda. And we need to make sure that that workforce is equitably distributed and that we understand what kind of incentives need to be put in place. When somebody says to me, Debbie, why don't you want $100 million today? I say, because I don't know how to spend it wisely today. I need to understand where those incentive programs are and which ones need to come first based on the policies that we're putting in place. And that's what I wanna do this coming fiscal year with the right team in place, actually create a workforce program and thought leadership within our department that can work very closely with the Mayor's Office of Workforce and Economic Development or the Office of Workforce and Economic Development. Data and dashboards. we. We need to know you want to know how we're doing the Commission is going to be a big part of tracking Well, we need the data systems to be able to do that. We need both visualization tools and tracking tools to create that dashboard and that's going to take an investment of resources and access state and federal grants, we need to position ourselves, we need to get in a good position where we have the strategic thinkers in place in the electric vehicle world, in the building decarb world, and in the biodiversity uh, healthy ecosystems world, who will be have the bandwidth to actually look out beyond our borders and say, what is Governor Newsom planning? What part of those resources can come to us? What is a shovel ready project? Who else do I need to bring in? What's available from the infrastructure bill? What is m- possibly available from the Build Back Better program if that ever passes? There's so much money at stake. And we need people who are not only able to look up and see what's possible and work with Sean Rosenmoss in our development program, but also have the strategy, the, the time to build those connections and those spokes of the wheel so we can get those shovel ready projects going. And finally, and finally, the last part is so critical um, for staff morale, frankly and that is to stabilize that hub, stabilize the funding so that I don't have staff feeling like every year they're wondering if they're gonna lose their job, wondering how much time they have to spend to raise their own salary. That's been tough and it's been tough for 15 years and it's getting harder and harder. And this infusion of general fund money will give us a baseline from what to work. It will allow us to be strong as leaders so that we can reach, I I keep thinking, I'm, I love yoga. And I think about Tadasana and I think about you know, that pose of being able to stand strong so that you can lean and not fall. And we're going to have to do a lot of leaning. So we need to stabilize our foundation so we can do that leaning and not burn people out. So that's, that's, you know, I, I, there's so much more detail underneath this. But for tonight, what I'm hoping is to get reactions and maybe generate some discussion and questions on what Joe presented on his end and what I've presented here. So between what you heard from Joe and between what you've heard from me, I think this is an incredibly exciting time. And I'm I'm curious, I'm curious about the future and that feels hopeful to me. Thank
1: you. Thank you, Debbie, thank you, Joe. Um, I have questions and thoughts. My first, my first thought is that I'm really excited to see this. It's a long time coming, as you mentioned, and um, it's just the start of, I think, something much, much bigger, and I think that's fantastic and, and high time. So bravo to everyone who's been working on this. Um, I have one quick question and I want to open it up. Um, when we look at that last slide that had the elements that the $3.2 million would go toward, my understanding then is that that's in addition to the budget that we just saw, and that then it's going to result in a set of resources, additional hires, additional outside work orders, et cetera, that are going to fulfill all the things that were stated.
9: That's an excellent point, And I did not say that, and I need to. It is additional funding. It is not replacement funding for anything that Joe presented, and that's, critically important to get across and i get that across to the mayor's office and my fellow city departments that this for us to do the work we can't be losing money on one end and then replace it over here that's not a net gain we need a net
6: gain of 3.2 yeah
1: commissioner Wall.
6: Uh, so I, I have two questions one is about what joe said and the other is about this this last slide from debbie for For Joe, I have a question about the new C&D ordinance, it's actually a two-part question Mm -hmm. and that is, um, are the fees that are generated by that new ordinance, is their expenditure restricted only to people who do the work on, who do the C&D work, and if even if it is, is, is there any possibility for y'all to take like a, um, an, a, a segment of it as for overhead? I mean, in other words, treat it like a, a grant uh, that you've received from somebody else. And if you, if you could answer that question before I go to my second question, I'd be really grateful because my second question
10: has nothing to
6: do with. CR.
10: Sure, sure. Um, uh, while I'm very well versed in, in the, the world of fees for, for the city, my understanding is that, um, the fees collected must be used to, um, to, 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 um, you know, must go towards whatever we are funding for the, for the, for the, I'm not saying this correctly. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but but my understanding is that yeah, the, the the fees we collect must go towards C and D work as stated under under Chapter 14. Um, we we don't have the latitude to to use it for for other purposes. Uh, and frankly, we actually need to um, every year we need to go back and fill out paperwork that right sizes the fees to what we're spending on them to ensure that we don't spend more money or less money than we take in and that it's spent specifically for that purpose but i should i should note that there is an element where where we do have um personnel component there is an indirect component to the to the staff that are working on the cnd
6: good okay thank you so uh as far as your last slide is concerned, Debbie, I, like Commissioner Stevenson, I thought it was very exciting. It sounds like just what needs to be done at this point in time. But my question is about the, for lack of a better word, the function of the slide. Am I to understand that this 3.4 $2 million estimate or whatever, the more or less final version of it is, it, are you gonna use that number to sort of calculate back how much money we we need to raise from say, um, a measure that is put before the San Francisco voters to fit fund the department? Is is that the purpose of the exercise, the budget exercise that you've gone through to document the needs so that we can calculate the Uh, way that we're going to raise it?
9: That's a really interesting question and I'm not, so let me give you a reaction to it and make sure I'm, my head's not just a little twisting. So this is, we don't know what a ballot measure would look like. We don't know how much a ballot measure would bring in. We don't know, there are so many unknowns about ballot measures and there's lots of people talking about them. And one of the things we are doing this fiscal is trying to look at sort of on our end, looking at the menu of opportunities to raise revenue. What this is doing is presupposing that probably we're gonna need revenue to get off of fossil fuels in buildings and probably we're gonna need revenue to build up our electric vehicle infrastructure that's a pre- or and support biodiversity. That's a pretty good guess because it's not a guess, that's the climate action plan. What we don't know today is how much money we need beyond our little staffing increase that this will give us to actually make sure that X number of buildings are decarbonized or that many acres of land is restored. And a ballot initiative would start to raise that kind of revenue, the the tens of millions that are needed. This is looking for an investment from the general fund on an ongoing basis to say the city is leaning in with its general fund capacity to support the department to do this foundational work. And what will come out of that is then a better understanding of and, and systems in place to make sure that these tens of millions that are going to have to be used for climate get spent appropriately and with the community's input. So that, so I'm not, that's how I respond to that question, but I'm not sure I'm answering it. Can you help me?
6: No, I think you are answering it. It's not. The actual money that we're going to need, what I, if I hear you correctly, the actual amount of money we're going to need is going to be far larger than this, and that money is going to come, presumably, from a ballot measure or some other sort of similar vehicle that can raise really big sums of money on a regular basis.
9: This is... That's my assumption, because the arm wrestle for that general fund surplus is huge right that's there's a lot of competing needs in the city right now so I'm just assuming that 100 and that all that surplus is not going to be invested in climate let's see if we can find really good revenue sources to support it
5: but
6: this is but this is still uh, going to require some arm wrestling from that A general fund surplus I mean how else are you going to get this money
9: (laughs) so thank you for raising that and I'm hoping the commission will talk about and I'm hoping the community will also talk about ways that we can work together to accomplish that you're right it's not a done deal and that's why it's two separate things before you tonight
6: thank you
1: Commissioners, any other questions or comments? Commissioner Hunter.
11: Debbie, thank you for throwing this last slide in here. It's great to see the projected future. Um, you are probably one of the most diplomatic people that I've ever met or runs the department. And I do have to ask the question, is this an aggressive enough goal? Is this going to get us to where we need to be to actually calculate these numbers? And listening to prior commission meetings, it seemed like the um, general fund money we received previously was supposed to help us calculate this number. And this seems like we're using this money to calculate an additional number. And eventually, two years have passed without making big moves in climate. So I'm just wondering, are there things that we should be adding to this number that would allow us to action on cap now, rather than just saying we are doing the systems in place to eventually get ready for it?
7: I
9: think that's a really legitimate, a really legitimate question. And, you know, am I, yes, I'm diplomatic. I mean, I understand the way the systems work, but I'm also a realist and a pragmatist in terms of what our department can handle. And I think in fact that the city can support a lot more investment in climate. I don't know that it needs to come directly to our department. I think what's interesting to me is to think about what's going on in other departments that supports direct mitigation or adaptation work and think about that collectively in this budget process. So I am hopeful that other city departments are also looking at their budgets through this climate lens and thinking about what investments they can make. So for example, you know, San Francisco PUC is working very hard to source 100% renewable electricity. Great, you know, how do we get them more customers And how do we look and are there resources they need to shore up their ability to deal with a grid? There's so many pieces that wouldn't fall within our purview. So when I look at this number, I think, okay, this is a number I'm going from zero general fund, frankly, zero in 20 years to something. I don't want it to be trivial, but I don't want it to be overwhelming to our department such that we lose credibility as a department for spending things wisely. I do think that if I were to say additional funding, it would be incentive money, it would be money that wouldn't, you know, that we would have this pot of money that we could distribute to the community to get um, to help them substitute off of natural gas. My problem is, is I don't know what number to tell you today on that. And that's just, um, so that's the dilemma I have in this moment. I know there's a number. I'm trying to do a number that I can totally justify. And this is where I can use other people's help and focus to look beyond our department and help say, all right, where, where else do we need that money to go? And let's get ready. Let's make a commitment as a city for the future of of our budget.
11: Thank you, David. And just as um, you do go to arm Russell for this, reading the public comments that were submitted specifically for it, please let us know as a commission, if you need to hear from more members of the community, I'm sure uh, we'd be happy to organize. Thank you.
1: Commissioner Barrejo.
12: I just wanted to add on to what uh, Commissioner Hunter just said, in that climate, the Climate Action Plan is not just the Department of the Environment, it's everybody, it's the whole city. And so to that end, is there a community engagement to raise awareness, which would generate support, pressure, whatever you wanna call it, so we could continue moving towards the goals that we are setting in order to make those a reality
9: so thank you for that question commissioner Bermejo. i want to make sure that i understand it and answer it specifically so are you talking about community engagement in support of the climate action plan or in support of this budget ask
12: both actually i mean are there parts we could you know lead to the other
9: (laughs) no it's true And, and the reason i ask is because it feels a little awkward i mean this is my community engagement on our budget is this hearing. And so I'm asking for assistance from the commission, from the community to help make that point um, across. Clearly we are, wor- yeah. And on the climate action plan and community engagement and, and helping people understand that they have a role, that is something that Cindy Comaford and Asia Mishak, So my two leads on community engagement and climate are working very hard on right now is to set aside funding to do that. And frankly, what's really important about this general fund budget is it will put some money into that outreach budget that is a lot more flexible and allow us to really lean in on the community engagement part, which we're a bit restricted
13: on right now.
1: Commissioner Sullivan, you were trying to jump in earlier.
13: Thank you. Um, uh, Debbie, I, I just wanted to also second some of the other commissioners in saying how happy and excited I am to see that we're making this ask. It's so important. We've, we've all known that that we've needed general fund funding, and I'm so glad that we're, that we're asking and that we're demonstrating that it's gonna go to climate goals, which are, which are so important. Um, I, I wanted to... Uh, Take a look at the slide with um, kind of where we're showing the, the funding uh, goes, and um, just inquire a little bit about the thinking behind that because I don't I don't think we're saying that transport that uh, um, you know buildings are five times as important as transportation. I think it must have something to do with kind of the role of the department in maybe building um, towards legislation, and that you just just need more person hours to do that can you just talk to us a little bit about how you came up with those get the yellow shading and the purple shading
9: yeah thank you for that that question it was a long process so I asked my team to dream I said all right tell me what you could handle what do you what do you want if you could wave a magic wand for next year and I looked at what they asked and then I then we sat back and said all right what Where is our confidence that we can deliver the value in a year because we need to make sure we spend every cent that we get. I don't want any unspent money and I want to be able to explain exactly to the mayor's office and the board what they're going to get for that money so that it's not vague. We're going to coordinate or, you know, this kind of passive language that drives everybody crazy. (laughs) And so what when we talked about it, you know, for, uh, especially for, let's say electric vehicles, you know, we said, what is it that you, that's holding you back right now? And in the case of electric vehicles is we need a 5644. We need our highest level position. We need to create a new leadership role so that Lowell isn't wearing two hats. Cause right now he's the 44 for both energy efficiency and electric vehicles, and he's sinking under that weight he's not able to access all the funding that's available because he's running two programs. So for Lowell, the thing that he most wanted and he thought would be the game changer for electric vehicles is actually staffing, is figuring out how we get funded positions that that aren't grant funded, that are able to really look and leverage resources. And so for year one, and this is just year one, there's a year two thinking that I'm not putting out here because. That's even more of an estimate than year one, but year two will be more than year one, but we're just saying what is in year one. And then for the healthy ecosystems, I don't think, you know, that program is so diffuse throughout departments. And for that program, what we wanted is to have a dedicated leadership, again, position so that someone like Peter Brastow isn't. know doing this wonderful work at treasure island where he's you know supervising plantings out there but he's not spending time developing the kind of carbon sequestration tools and building the policy framework for the kinds of legislation we might need on land management. There's there's all these questions we have on land management and I wanna elevate the urban forestry program so that that person is full-time and can be really thinking about trees in a meaningful way. So we kind of looked at what were the priorities on the healthy ecosystem front and said, let's fund that in year one. So that's why, and these programs, it reflects in a way, um, it reflects, the number of projects we're already doing and it and it reflects the in a way the evolution and sophistication of the programs so that's why you're seeing those differences because i want to make sure that at the end of the fiscal year we have developed we have delivered such that the value is so clear that when i go for the next ask, they're like oh yeah i want more of that i want i've seen what you do so does that is that enough specificity? It,
13: it, yes, and I love um, that you went kind of grounds up with your staff to ask what, if if we had more funding, what what would you do? Maybe just one final follow up question, which is, the the building sector is getting the bulk of the funding. So what what would you do there, and ah, okay, you communicating to the public about that?
9: Yeah, so the building sector is is so big because if you look at the climate action plan in terms of what we need to get done on existing buildings it's intense if we're going to meet our 2035 goal of having all buildings be carbon neutral I mean all large commercial buildings be carbon neutral and if we're going to get off of natural gas appliances so that people aren't at the time of you know keeping replacing their natural gas appliances we got to get started on that and the and then the because no one else is working on that. It's not like I can go to some other city agency and say, hey, what are you doing on that? I mean, there are partners, DBI, PUC, planning department, totally our partners, but we're leading and we have a lot on our plate and the community is telling us loud and clear, we don't want you to go off and just do that. We want to co-create it with you. And so in that is uh, grant money for environmental justice grants, it's money to fund this climate equity hub hub with our partners. The implementation of it, there's a there's a, quite a bit of professional services money in there, um, so that we can have the consultants we need to do. I mean, I, Commissioner Hunter, you know, is right to say, aren't we asking the same question again? You know, it's it'll be two years. Well, we didn't have the resources to answer it. You know, when somebody says to us, well, why don't you do a a study on this? We don't have any professional services money to go out and hire a a consultant. So this is gonna give us some of that professional services money to, to really work with the community in a way to get us the answers that when the ballot initiatives, and I'm super hopeful that we'll see one comes across, we're gonna be so ready with the community as partners to say, here's what a community you know, advisory committee looks like. One of the, you know, the letter that was sent with all the, the different wonderful suggestions in it is envisions some sort of community advisory council. I think that's really interesting. How do we start building that and what
13: decisions do
9: we want them to be making? So yeah, that's, that's what's in there. Thanks
13: all for right. asking. Thank you, thank you.
1: So Debbie, at the end of the fiscal year, is that i think it was sort of a reddish colored box about stabilizing funding is the idea that at the end of the fiscal year we will have a game plan i mean we won't have the funding we won't have the ballot initiative done or whatever but is the idea that within the fiscal year we're going to have that sort of go-to plan
9: yeah yeah we we need to we can't just keep asking the same question we need to have the reason we need to have the you know and and some of this is really hard so for example the city departments want to know well how much is it going to cost us to get off of natural gas in new in our retrofits when we do remodels for our existing buildings that turns out to be an almost impossible question to answer because there are so many it depends it depends on you know what PG&E says we have to do for primary you know upgrades it depends um if we can do things together and get, you know, get departments to work together to buy things at the same time, it depends on the, um, the amount of heating and cooling that we actually need if we invest in, in um, energy efficiency. So it's, it's these numbers that we're asking, that are being asked around the world are not easy to get. So yes, and I don't know exactly how beautiful the answer is gonna be, but it'll get us started for sure.
1: And then my, one other thing I wanted to say was that, you know, you talked about being the hub of the wheel. Yeah, And I know in prior conversations, we've had discussion around um, the climate action plan will be implemented most effectively and efficiently by the city when somebody, some entity is leading it completely, right? And that is us, and I get that that's us. But you, but there's also, you know, I think you made a comment. Um, I'm hopeful that other city departments are thinking what they can do to implement the climate action plan, and like hoping that they're doing it is not the teeth that that I think are needed, right, to get them to go do it. So I'm hopeful that, in thinking about this 3.2 million dollars or whatever the eventual ask from them from the general fund is going to be, that there is a an element of. Um, uh, authority giving of you know like that that this is like we're driving this forward and we're making we're holding everyone accountable for it um of course i know our city departments are bought into it and i know that in san francisco we are doing phenomenal work across so many different departments toward climate um and i think that it's very very important that um there is a centralized uh space of leadership driving it forward
9: so i would I wholeheartedly agree. And I would say it is not a but, it's an and. That I think the way that, in my experience of being almost 30 years in local government, the way to get other departments on board is to get the mayor's office and the elected officials on board and to get the community on board. You know, the Department of the Environment saying, come to my, you know, come and do this we have some bully pulpit we have some ability and i think that the everyone, the city departments need to hear from their constituents that this is really important that dbi it's really important that you lean in puc it's really important to us leave you in i mean as you say these department heads no one needs to, they are they are with me They are, and their staff are, and they have a lot of competing needs or competing, not needs, but competing, um, which pulls on their time. So, so let's think as a commission and as a community, how we most articulately and effectively send the message. That this is a citywide initiative. I think it's a very you have a, we we have a very receptive audience right now,
5: and I
1: think I, I think that's I think that's why it's important that we act and and focus on this now. I mean, in the in the time that I've been on this commission, you know, I remember coming on board and just big baffled by this idea that we had these unfunded mandates that there were all these things that the city would say these are really important things and we have to do this. Then it would be like go find a grant, right? And that's what I don't want to happen with the climate action plan, but it, you know, where it's effectively, it's like all these things are incredibly important. Let's put our weight behind it. Um, which I think you're right, we're in the right time and space to make that happen. So Commissioner Ahn, I think you were trying to jump in as well.
2: Um, just a comment really. So of course, understanding, you know, 3.2 million is is modest, you know, for the scale of the challenge that we're trying to tackle. At the state level, billions of dollars being used in surplus for climate change. At the federal level, of course, there's the infrastructure package, which is also pouring money into the Bay Area as a region. But I I think in the context of this particular $3.2 million ask, it would be helpful if a year from now, the commission had a sense of how that money was leveraged in, in very specific ways, like it led to X number of dollars, additional dollars for our department's work or percentage, you know, staffing increase, or, you know, even individual stories of grantees served. But just even having that uh, broken down cleanly in a slide, I think would be really helpful. So hopefully, then we can continue fighting for more and more money and expand our mission accordingly, as I'm sure the public comment would appreciate as well.
9: I'd be happy to. I mean, just in the last 10 years, we've brought in over 20 million. So In leveraged with no general fund support so yeah it is it is absolutely and I will just say as Sean Rosemoss reminds me how much you bring in is one metric but how much you apply for is another and one of the challenges we've had is that many of these federal grants require matching amounts so they would award us the amount but we would have to have matching and so I think part of the interesting thing will be for us to come back and Give that kind of feedback to the board as well and the mayor. You know we're we're going to need some matching funds because that may be that's in the that's not in that three point two, so it'll be
1: interesting. Mr. Wald, you're muted.
6: So this is all seeming a little opaque to me. Truly, Um, you're you're asking for assistance and I am not confident that we are giving you the kind of assistance that you need. And I and it seems to me that the kind of assistance we can give you in addition to what's already been asked of you and and, you know, I think. Commissioner. Hunter's question about is this enough and, and Commissioner Bermejo's comments were good. I mean, I am missing not so much the substance, but the strategy. Okay, so should we have another letter from the commission? Uh, should we be mobilizing environmental organizations? Despite what you said about other departments, I happen to think that this is an optimum time for us to ask other departments to do the same kind of assessment that you are so that all of the departments are saying climate action is big for the city and big for us and we need more money uh, to do it and we're going to do it in an organized way and then if you get all of these other departments, not all, but the relevant ones, you know, uh, to, to do, to make the same kind of affirmation and we get, you know, our partners to ask them to do that, we will be more successful. We will get everybody to focus on what is most important. We will act like it's the most important. Other agencies will support us in that. So what, what I would plead for at this point is it doesn't have to be detailed but but a real strategy you know a bunch of points about what what it what does this strategy look like and how can we and others help you achieve it
9: so there there is a lot of talk about strategy commissioner there is a lot of talk with the mayor's office uh talk with other departments in terms of what is needed it is it is then I mean the world is run by those who show up so it's it's often a numbers game you know who's who is making their voice heard you know I'm I'm not at all I mean I totally agree that you need a strategy I guess in this context, I'm not sure how best to deliver it to you. I think it would be helpful, always helpful for me as department head, to have your wishes clear and clearly articulated, not through me, but through you yourselves. So I think that is one thing that is always helpful. At this point, I'm very hopeful, but I don't have certainty, right? Because now what happens in the process is this proposal goes to the mayor's off, to the mayor's budget office. Every department is putting their proposals in. The mayor's office is very aware of what I'm doing. This is not, I'm not hiding or being sneaky here. They are very aware of what's coming to them. I'm assuming that all the other departments are doing the same thing um, and then the discussion happens within the mayor's office as to where the priorities are and what the strategies are. Having this commission weigh into that process to that particular audience is, I think, very helpful. Um, The letters that we all received tonight didn't only go to you as commissioners, they went to other people as well. That's very helpful. In terms of mobilizing other departments. This is a conversation that is happening, I will tell you, because I would like to be able to tell a much larger story than just what the Department of Environment is doing. I think that is not the story of what the city is doing on climate change. I think there's a much bigger story here. And I think that that's part of what we as departments need to do is to understand what each department's leaning in is already looking like, so that we can see where that delta would make the biggest difference for another department to lean in even more.
6: So can I, can I just uh, follow up and say, do I have to make a motion that we send, that we send a letter? Um, do I have to make a motion that we maybe send or at least draft? uh some letters to select other commissions uh regarding uh their departmental budgets i mean how do we make this um more concrete well i think
1: first and foremost somebody has to move that we accept the budget and we yes i help. know
6: in addition i know we have to do that yeah, um, i think that we should we have to do that but do 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 we have to do the other also can we do the
1: other i mean i think we certainly can and i think it's can. likely the right thing to do how about this how about we get a motion to accept the budget and then we'll move to public comment And then we'll come back and tie the ends to the conversation that you just asked, Commissioner Wald, because I think it's an important one. So can I get a motion, please, to accept the budget?
11: I motion to accept the budget.
1: No by Commissioner Hunter. Can I get a second?
6: I'll second.
1: Second by Commissioner Wald. Let's open it up to public comment, Charles.
6: Okay.
0: Thank you. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Uh, Deidre, do we have anyone in the queue? Yes, just give me a moment, please.
3: So we have several callers. Thank you, and I'm just going to be in the order that I first receive them. Okay, understand why I received one two, three, Okay, the timer. and I'll go ahead and unmute the first caller. Caller, you are unmuted, and the timer starts now.
14: Hello, Um, my name is Sandy. I am a resident of District 5 and I work in climate and energy philanthropy and I'm really excited to see this budget proposal. I'm really pleased both that we're finally asking for general fund dollars for the department of environment and that the dollars are geared towards addressing staffing issues. I, I absolutely agree with what Debbie said about the need to provide staffing stability because SF Environment's success is based on its wonderful staff. Um, so strongly support this and I'm even more excited to see the ballot measure coming, um, proposal coming in a couple months. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment. Next, next caller, please. Can
3: Call you hear my Caller, you're now on
8: uh thank you uh good evening again commissioners um and the uh, director rafael first of all uh let me say how much i appreciate the uh, proposal for increased funding uh for staffing that uh, director rafael put forward um it's important to recognize that building the resources now is the most important thing and this is a great start and I look forward to seeing a larger request next year because there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Uh, Secondly, I'm very happy to have heard the discussion following the presentation about the need to engage with and work with other departments. Uh, That is so important and facilitating the integration of different department projects and make sure they're not at cross purposes is critically important. So thank you. I fully support approving the budget request and uh, letters to increase the coordination among agencies thanks
1: thank you for your comment let's go to the next caller you see me amendment caller you right
3: now I' here
15: Good evening, commissioners. I'm Helena and I'm a constituent in District 9. Thank you so much for taking my comment and for your productive discussion. Um, I also fully support uh, sending letters to the other commissions to coordinate citywide response for the climate emergency. And I strongly support increasing staffing for the Department of Environment. Um, As the hub of the wheel, as Director Rafael said, Uh, It definitely needs more staff to coordinate the climate emergency response. Um, I also want to echo the call for more funding, whether it's for incentives um, or direct uh, staffing increases and projects. Um, The 1% for Climate Equity campaign that was started last year calls for 1% of san francisco's budget about 125 million dollars per year um and it's really just a drop in the bucket of the money needed to make good on all the strategies in the cap but it's a start and it will help fund much needed programs whether in electrification transportation mode shift healthy ecosystems or others that prioritize climate justice and the just transition um i'm a dancer and a pilates teacher and a hiker And everything I do, and I bet everything you do, um, needs clean air, water, and food. And as we all know, climate change is making all three of these things more uh, tenuous. And the pollution – I'm sorry, let me start again (laughs) – Pollution from burning carbon based fuels is making this worse every day. And the small joy here is that every single climate action, in addition to being long term mitigation, has immediate, direct, positive impacts on San Franciscans' physical and mental well being. Um, so, thank you. I fully support uh, fully funding the climate emergency response, and thank you for doing so too.
1: Thank you for your comment.
16: Hi, my name is Elena Engel. I'm in District 9. I'm with 350 San Francisco and the San Francisco Climate Emergency Coalition. And I wholeheartedly support the department's request for funds from the city's general fund. It is necessary, I'll bet quite a modest request, and I urge you all to approve it. As part of the community, we will help you to push this through. We, we will help to make sure this happens. I was very heartened to hear Commissioner Hunter say, is this enough? Well, of course, no, it's not enough. We all know that, and we have to keep pushing. And I was heartened to hear Commissioner Wald say, what about a bond measure? Yes, of course, we need that as well. And not only do I support this request, but I believe we must also begin to seriously fund the recently updated Climate Action Plan by a number of means. And it's shameful that in a city with a general fund budget of about $13 billion, the Department of the Environment has to scrape and beg and write grants and such to supplement their inadequate budget. I support 1% climate equity as an opening bid this funding that would begin to execute on the plans that we so urgently need to save ourselves and our beautiful planet from the most dire consequences of our fossil fuel madness. Thank you, commissioners, for supporting this.
1: Thank you for your comment.
17: You are now on Hi, commissioners. This is Daniel Sahara. I'm with the San Francisco Climate Emergency Coalition. Um, the tone today was great compared to 10 months ago. I feel really happy and excited about where we are. Um, and I think this is this is a monumental step uh, step forward. And so I wanna urge the commission to obviously approve the, the budget ask uh, and, and specifically call out the general fund uh, ask as being uh, sort of essential to that approval because, as Director O'Fell said, we we can't even begin uh, to do <laughs> the crazy amount of work that we need to do as uh, spelled out in the cap w- without without the modest increase in funding. Um, Director O'Fell mentioned that another potential part of an ask, um, you know, ha- what would it look like if we asked for a bigger amount of money? Um, and she referenced potential um, support for basically program expenditures, incentives, actual like boots on the ground decarbonization. Um, and Commissioner Vimejo uh, had asked how to get public input on the spending needs and opportunities. Um, and as previous callers have mentioned, uh, the the public has, has spoken, uh, we've been at this for over a year now, um, and we have a number of suggestions as part of the 1% for Climate Equity campaign um, that would, um, Make real improvements in people's lives uh, and and begin the process of learning and experimentation. We we can't wait around for state and federal money to start learning. Um, and in fact, it's fiscally responsible for us to take what seems like a lot of money, 125 million dollars, um, to learn uh, to not only learn but to benefit real people's lives. You know, getting gas stoves out of homes uh, improves asthma risk, um, improving comfort by insulating people's homes saves. Uh, saves money and, and improves people's health. Um, and about that state and federal money that we're hoping for, some of that money is actually already here uh, and we just need to put money in to leverage it. Um, so right now, California has a program called the tech program uh, that offers about $10,000 of incentives uh, per home to electrify. That's electrical panels, that's heat pump water heaters, that's heat pump space heaters. But we need to put up, put up money to get you know homeowners uh, and, and our community to um, take on those projects uh, because otherwise, the money is just going to sit there, and and we'll be, you know, complaining and waiting for the next opportunity. So we really need to do this now. The time to act is now. Uh, so obviously, in addition to uh, urging you to approve the general fund ask, we also want to ask that you endorse the 1% for Climate Equity ask, uh, and really sort of put your put your feet down, draw a line in the sand with the supervisors and with the mayor that this is important and we need to act now. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment.
14: Paula, you are now, Hi, um, thank you. My name is Ilda Copalani. I'm the Executive Director of Future Stewards. Um, I am very encouraged to sit in on this, um, on this meeting. It's really exciting, sort um, of the strategy that's been laid forward. Um, I'm very excited, in particular, to see money specifically um, allocated in this $3.2 million ask from the general fund to go towards biodiversity. Um, representing an organization that does active habitat restoration. Um, We also um, have a lot of the strategies in the biodiversity healthy ecosystem bucket that need to be funded. We already do this work. Um, We scrape and we pull for the funding to do this work. Um, And when we talk about program implementation, having incentives and um, means for us to apply for more funding to do the work that we know how to do, that engages the community in that work um, would be amazing, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it happen. I think it will happen. I see that that's the direction that you all want to take this in. Um, I think that this budget should be approved. Um, I'm also in support of the 1% for Climate Equity, um, and I think that it would be that it would behoove um, all of us to um, really articulate this budget request. Um, to the General Fund and the Board of Supervisors as the very first step, as a the first step to ramp up exponentially almost um, for more funding for climate action. Um, if that's something that people know we need from the very beginning and can begin to visualize that, um, I think that will be a, a strong framework to get us there. Um, and as a community-based organization, nonprofit, urban nature nonprofit in the city, I um, want to do all I can to make this happen, um, to implement the Climate Action Plan, the Healthy Ecosystem Strategies in particular. Um, and I thank the San Francisco Department of the Environment and um, and the Commissioners for all the good work that you have done. Thank you.
1: Thanks for your comment.
7: Oh, you are now on mute. Hi, my name is uh, Dr. Robert Gould. I live in District Eight, and I have a son and two grandsons living in the city. I'm an associate professor at UCSF, working in the program on reproductive health and the environment. But tonight, I'm speaking uh, as president of San Francisco Bay Physicians for Social Responsibility, representing hundreds of physicians and other health professionals throughout the wider San Francisco Bay Area and strong support for uh, this budget proposal, which we think is absolutely essential for all the reasons that Ms. Raphael gave. And glad that the commissioners seem to be supporting this ask as well. Uh, we also want to uh, strongly support the demand uh, that's been out there, 1% for climate equity we serving all our patients and communities, particularly in poor areas of the city. Many renters don't have the funds, for example, in the work that we're doing on building electrification to be able to change over from gas to electricity unless those issues are addressed, just as one prime example for that. Our uh, members are ready uh, to support you all uh, to be able to provide uh, information on the health needs and the equity needs as needed. And again, just really want to applaud your effort to get this moving and give you our strong support for this initiative. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. please give me a
1: moment to
3: list. There are no more callers in the queue.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Um, I just wanted to just check one thing because my list looks like there are callers in the queue, but maybe I don't see the same one that you do.
3: Uh, I've already spoken,
1: and I've already counted for them. I've already counted for all these callers. Awesome, thank you for checking. Um, Okay, commissioners, um, I think that we should uh, take a roll call vote on the motion that was already put forward. And then we can have a further conversation about next steps. So Charles, can we do a roll call vote, please?
0: Yes. Uh, President Stevenson? Aye. Vice President Ahn? Aye. Commissioner Bermejo? Aye. Commissioner Hunter? Aye. Commissioner Sullivan? Aye. Commissioner Wald? Aye. Commissioner Juan.
1: Aye. A motion to approve the budget passes. All right, Commissioner Wald, um, would you like to r- just restate what you were thinking might be the right next step? I think I heard you say something about um, writing a letter like we did last year, but maybe expanding the scope of that letter potentially to include other commissions or departments.
8: Thank you.
6: I do think we should write a letter. Um, uh on behalf of the commission to the board supporting this um, proposed budget specifically, uh, including the general fund uh, ask. Uh, I personally would like to see us uh, support the 1% for climate equity, um, but I don't know if, if, we, if that's appropriate for us as uh, a commission and would take advice on that from the director and possibly others. But I definitely think we should send a letter on behalf of the commission to the board. I also think we should consider sending a different letter on behalf of the commission to other selected commissions of key departments urging them to emphasize and showcase the work that they are doing on the climate crisis in their proposed budget. I don't think we should tell them that they should ask for more money or they should, you know, go to the general fund, but that we urge them as partners in this Critical effort to, to take the time this year to showcase and emphasize their climate work.
1: Commissioner
2: um, I like this idea of a letter. Um, my um, additional suggestion would be perhaps we should focus the letter toward the mayor, given the earlier comments uh, about how, you know, essentially people are submitting their budgets to the mayor's yes. office and yes, keep it focused right. on that for now.
1: Commissioners, any
6: other discussion well, we should that? have on the list for the next round, we should have another letter. So I believe
1: in the past we've taken a motion to empower the president to deliver a letter on behalf of the commission to the mayor's office in support of the budget um, and the additional ask um and then i think that we could likely take at the same time suggest that we reach out to select departments maybe as um put forward by the director to encourage them to highlight their own climate work in their own budget asks. Does that, Debbie?
9: Yeah, I, you know, I'm thinking about the timing because every, all the, I know PUC is doing their final budget presentation tomorrow, but that because to commissioner Wald's point, commission isn't saying you need to ask for more money they're not that's not the message the message is take stock of your budget and think about when you're presenting it how you are leaning into climate i think that's excellent because i think that's a little less time constrained because they're not going to be doing that presentation until may so i think that your point's really interesting commissioner wald let's think about what that letter might want to be to the departments to get them ready for their because to your point about larger strategy I think there is a citywide story to be told here and I think that's the point we want to make on the letter this this the the residents the community and the city is concerned about this we're doing our part to elevate the work of this department We hope you will also do that. So we can think about the the wording as long as the commission is comfortable with the letter coming from the president of the commission, then we can work on the language of it. And those are two different letters, as I agree, right? One to the mayor. We need this general fund money. This is a start. Now to Commissioner Wald's question about the 1%, I think that's up to you all. You all decide on... if you want the president of the commission to talk about that or not. I don't know the answer to that.
1: Commissioner's thoughts on the 1%? Debbie, I have a question on that before we actually talk about that. Would that in any way uh, cast any sort of negativity on our support for the ask for the 3.2?
9: I don't think so. I think they would not be surprised if the Commission on the Environment thought it was a good idea. <laughs> Thanks.
6: Our reputation precedes
2: us. Speaking FOR US.
5: Yeah. So I,
2: I like the idea. I think it's aspirational. Um, and I also think the public understands it's not going to happen immediately, as far as I could tell from the comments, too. But we, it, We should try at least and work toward it.
11: I I would love to frame it as the minimum and not the maximum. I think 1% is a great start and something to aspire to, but I'm assuming it's going to cost more than 1%. The other
1: commissioners? All right, Commissioner Wall, do you want to make a motion then? That encapsulates all these things?
6: I will try. (laughs) I move that we delegate to the president and staff the drafting of a letter to the mayor, which will support uh, the budget request that was described to us this evening, including, in particular, uh, the general fund request. And that we uh, also support uh, 1% for climate equity as an aspirational minimum. And that we also uh, ask the president, with the assistance of the staff, to draft letters to other selected departments that urge them to highlight and emphasize their climate work uh, later in the budget cycle uh, as um, evidence of all that we are all doing together uh, in response to the climate crisis and the climate action plan. Did I get everything?
13: I will second that motion. Thank you.
11: Madam President, I think you're on mute.
6: Thank you.
1: Um, All right, we've had a motion. We've had a second from Commissioner Wald, a second from Commissioner Sullivan. I believe we need to open for public comment. So let's open for public comment on this particular motion, please.
0: The are you putting up the? There it is. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Yes. Moment. We do have colors. Thank you. Let me go ahead and get this up.
8: Um, so you are Um, yeah, I. Wow, thank you. Please go ahead with that. This is great.
1: Thank you for your comment. Next commenter, please. Um, call you are now on mute.
17: Hi, uh, it's Daniel Tar again. Uh, Similar expression of shock, admiration, joyous, Paul. Um, I do want to call out one thing that the um, 1% for climate equity ask is an additional ask. Uh, So specifically, an additional 1% of the budget that is not already allocated to climate programs. Uh, And that isn't going to like backfill existing spending and things like that. I think that's really important to communicate. But yeah, this is awesome, um, and, and thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment,
3: Paul. Oh, you are now mute.
8: Okay, I just what I said before. Wow, and thank you. This is great. Please do this. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah.
1: Are there any
3: other callers? We have one more call. Here,
15: one more. Oh, you are now on you. Thank you. Um, my name is Helena, I called before. I am super in support of this and want to echo the other callers comment that this 100% should be additional uh, to already existing programs. So that for instance, public transit is an important part of the climate action plan and What's already being done, what previous to pandemic service was, should not be counted as the climate action we need to meet our goals. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for your comment. There are no more callers in the queue. All right, let's close public comment and go to a vote on commissioner Wald's motion, please.
0: Thank you. um, For the roll call vote, Uh, President Stevenson? Aye. Vice President Ahn? Aye. Commissioner Bermejo? Aye. Commissioner Hunter? Aye. Commissioner Sullivan? Aye. Commissioner Wald? Aye. Commissioner Wan?
1: Aye. All right, the motion passes. That was awesome. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, and thank you, everyone, that stayed and called in. I appreciate the comments. All
0: right, next item, Charles. Next item is item seven, review and vote on whether to approve Commission on the Environment 2021 annual report. The speaker is Charles Sheehan, Chief Policy and Public Affairs Officer. The explanatory document is the draft 2021 Commission on the Environment annual report. This item is for discussion and possible action. Um, Thank you, uh, Commissioners. Um, As I uh, always like to report, um, cause so I remember it from my first year at the department, and it was Commissioner Wald who uh, pointed it out, um and I've remembered it ever since, is that we are obligated to do this by statute. Um, it is in the it is in the city regulations and requirements that commissioners have annual reports. And while I think it is a great exercise, it's a good chance to look back on our accomplishments and prepare for the future, see what we got done, see what still needs to happen. It's also a requirement. And so for all those reasons, that is why we are here today. Um, Deidre, can you pull up the document? And uh, like previous years, I don't have any um, uh, formal presentation. I just kind of go through it and talk about some of the highlights and maybe differences from previous years. I do want to start off by thanking Deidre Tannenberg, Mark Nicholas, and our commissioner, as well as our artist-in-residence, Etienne, for all of their hard work uh, putting this together. Um, it, uh, it's, it's not a small effort, uh, at the end of every year, getting ready for the beginning of the next year. And so thank you again to those three folks who have helped us. Um, next, uh, next page, Deidre. Next page. There's, uh, there is the, um, the, oops, a little too fast. Um, there's the picture of the commissioners. Once we are allowed to go back to in-person meetings, which is around the corner We will get a full picture of all of our commissioners Speaking about Commissioner Hunter. So stay tuned um, and we'll have that full picture on the website and ready for use in future reports um, Next let next next page Next page, this is the annual letter of welcome from the Commission President next page Um, Next page. We have the section that documents um, our new um, commissioners. And then the next page again, Deidre. Next page. And again, we have the section that documents the reappointment of existing commissioners. So congratulations to both Commissioner Hunter and Commissioner Wan. Next page, Deidre. Um, This is the part where we talk about the milestones, the larger topics, the big initiatives that the commission covered. Um, As you can see, and very appropriate, we're leading off with um, all of the discussion last year that we had on additional department funding. Um, So I I think that's very appropriate. (laughs) Next page, Deidre. Talking about the Ramachosh Ohlone initiative from last year as well. Next page, Deidre. Um, strategic plan, um, uh, the climate action plan, all topics that we've talked about this year. Next next page, Deidre. And then this is a shout out to all of our climate partners. Um, we have partners in our city departments, the advocates who showed up today, who showed up last year, um, policymakers, nonprofits. Um, what we do is definitely a concerted effort throughout the entire community. And so this acknowledges that. Next page, Deidre. Uh, this page has a new item. It is Commission Demographics. Um, as you may recall, you took a survey and that survey informed a demographic section for this annual report. What's significant is that this is a, is a requirement is asked that's in our Racial Equity Action Plan and some various city ordinances are also acknowledging um, the issue and, of Commission Diversity And so it was very important that we include this section in here. And because it was the first year, it was a bit of a challenge, but we got it done. So thank you to everyone who took the survey and helped us get it done. Um, And we also included a section on commissioner terms um, because we heard some feedback that that would be interesting. And so we included that as well. Next page, Deidre. This is a summary of some of the um, issues that came before the Policy and Operations Committee. Next page, Deidre. Uh, this page, go to the next one as well, Deidre, summarizes the environmental service awards that we offer throughout the year. Next page, Deidre. And then this is the legislative summary. Uh, again, all the resolutions, uh, formal documents that were passed by the commission. Next page, Deidre. Continuing that, and then there is the final page. Um, so commissioners, um, I will pause now and see if you have any questions on the 2021 annual report.
1: Commissioners, any questions or comments? Do I hear a motion to approve the annual report, please? So moved. So moved. Commissioner Bermejo moved. Do we hear a Second from Commissioner Wan. Let's open it up for public comment, please.
0: Thank you. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Do we have any callers in the queue, Deidre?
3: Give me a moment to check. There are no callers in the queue.
1: All right, let's close public comment and go to a vote, Charles. Sure.
0: Um uh president Stevenson. Aye. Uh Vice President Ahn. Aye. Commissioner Bermejo. Aye. Commissioner Hunter. Aye. Commissioner Sullivan. Aye. Commissioner Aye. Wald? Aye. Commissioner Juan Aye. All
1: right, the motion passes. Next item, please.
0: The next item is item eight, director's report. The speaker is Deborah Riffel, director. The explanatory document is the director's report. This item is for discussion.
9: All right. Thank you. Um, Well, when I was going over my director's report and I was looking at what has happened since the last meeting, the last meeting feels like 100 years ago in a way. It was December 7th. And the thing that is amazing is on December 8th was when we had the launch of our climate action plan. And so I realized that I hadn't, even talked about that in the past tense yet. So I just wanna say the launch, we did a TEDx event for San Francisco was the first one we've ever done. A lot of learning went into how to give a TED talk. I can't say it was my favorite thing I've ever done, but it was very interesting and rewarding. Uh, We had phenomenal partnerships. The mayor was on fire. C40 helped us uh, figure out how to do this with TED and with YouTube. We had amazing guest presenters. The library hosted us, SFGovTV did their magic. So there was a lot of um, connections. I think at the end of the day, I was incredibly proud that this TEDx event was in multiple languages, English, Cantonese, and Spanish, that we had 400 live attendees on Zoom and YouTube, pretty amazing, and that we've still had 1400 views on YouTube. So this continues. And the thing that is really wonderful is that the people who participated have an asset. They have their TED Talk, they have their interview, they have a recorded thing that they can use for their own fundraising, for their own storytelling. Um, I know that William Rogers from Goodwill recrafted his TED Talk and he's been spreading it all over the place because he's so proud of it. So. all have TED Talks now that we can use in the future. So it was a really wonderful way to launch uh, the plan and highlight the work of city agencies as well as staff members and the community. I want to just point out a few things that are happening because they're worth pointing out. Um, We are Energy Access SF. Our team has been in the community even with COVID this year alone they've done three uh, this fiscal year 350 referrals to PGE energy efficiency and affordable rates program. So they even with the with the pandemic, we are out in the community. Um, one kind of interesting thing to note, uh, you may recall that we shifted our emergency ride home program to be an essential workers ride home program because transit was really interrupted. We are finally sunsetting that program, so that is sunset at the end of this month. And to date, we've provided 5,311 rides to essential workers that were covered. So it was a wonderful way that we were able to pivot um, on behalf of on behalf of the city uh, and essential workers in terms of resources and you know grants. So Department of the Environment partnered with our neighbors uh, in Alameda County stop waste. And we were awarded a $500,000 grant from the U.S. Economic Development Agency's Build Back Better Regional Challenge. What we're gonna be doing together is looking at a regional approach to reuse of building materials. Because we understand that just the building materials that are generated in San Francisco probably need distribution beyond our borders. There may not be enough use of them within our borders. We generate a lot. So we need to have a regional uh, ability. And so we are using that phase one funding, that 500K is phase one funding. um, And we're looking very closely at our Building Resources Innovation Center down in the Bayview to see about how we can bolster it, what it needs to really take things to the next level, what kind of online materials exchange we can do. Because if we're successful, there's a follow-up grant of $100 million over five years, like this is big money. And when we talk about reuse of materials, it's so hard to figure out how we're gonna crack that nut and building materials is a huge potential. So we're in big on phase one and we'll see what comes out of it. On the equity side, we were awarded a much smaller grant, but this is where we make small grants go a long way The Carbon Neutral Cities Alliance awarded us $50,000. And we're gonna be um, passing that through to the Booker T. Washington Community Center and Baycat. And we're working with them to refine our climate equity assessment tool. And that is an assessment of policies and their impacts on communities so that every policy that we adopt goes through that assessment tool. But we want the tool to be used and critiqued and developed by the communities that we're trying to impact. So rather than us developing a tool alone, we've got this small grant to work with our partners to refine the tool. And the the last two things I just wanna say are kind of fun. I wanna acknowledge that this is the 25th anniversary of the Commission on the Environment this year. And so yay to us, uh, 25 years, 1996, First commission, first sustainability report, um, you know, 25 years is a long time and sometimes a short time, but it is, it, there's been quite an evolution of this commission and the department. And, and I feel like uh, tonight was a great example of that. And the last thing I, uh, before we do introductions is I want to acknowledge that your colleague, Tiffany Chu, just got a new job and it's pretty cool. She is going to be the chief of staff to Mayor Michelle Wu in the city of Boston. So she is moving from the West Coast to the East Coast. She was a graduate student in Boston. So she feels very connected to that city. And she's chief of staff, which is a really interesting role for Tiffany. I think she's gonna kill it. And they are so lucky to have her. So yay for alumni of the Commission on the Environment. Um, okay, introductions. Deandra and Charles. I'm not sure who's here. We have four new staff. I see Taya. Okay. I see Kara's on. Great. All right. And I see Anna. Oh, this is wonderful. So we have three, three of us, three of you. Thank you for hanging out. So I'm going to first call on Anna, Anna Dagum. She is a outreach and transportation associate in 9922. Very, very important positions for us. So Anna, if you can turn on your camera. There you are uh, and introduce yourself.
15: Hi, yeah, my name is Anna um, and I've been working with the department since December 6th. So two months as of yesterday. I mainly work with the SFMTA and the SFCTA. Um, I've been working on the Essential Worker Ride Home Program, as Debbie mentioned, that's being sunset at the end of this month. So I'm really just looking forward to learning the ropes, uh, the ins and outs of city government, and just learning as much as I can about transit in San Francisco and uh, transit demand management. So so it's going to be a big learning year for me.
9: Wonderful, we're so glad you're here. All right, Mm -hmm. Taya DuPo. She is, Taya is our newest member of the Toxics Reduction Program and she's working with Chris Geiger. So Tara, Tara, sorry, Taya. Hi,
14: I'm Taya. Um, They, them, no offense taken otherwise. I've been here at SFE for a few months now, since November 27th, as an environmental assistant on Jen Jackson's team in the Toxics Reduction Program. As Debbie said, I work directly under Chris Geiger with Jesse and Choi in addressing toxics in the municipal sector. I'm really looking forward to more collaboration and networking with our various city groups and other stakeholders to make sure that we are buying green products whenever possible. And integrating environmentally friendly pest management that also incorporates social and environmental justice throughout the programs and learning as much as I can along the way. As, like I said, it's only been a couple months, and I am glad to be joining you today. Thank you.
9: We are so thrilled, Taya said yes. I was just crossing my fingers when we offered her the job that she would say yes, and she did. All right, now we have Kara, Kara Batista Rao. Sorry, Kara. I. I'm not very fluid with your last name, but I'm so happy you're here. So Kara, can you turn on your, where are you? Are you here? I'm oh, here.
14: Oh, there. there you Hello, are. good evening, everyone. I'm Kara Batista Rao. I'm a
6: senior environmental specialist in the Energy Division, and I started on January 3rd. Um, I'm working closely with Lowell Chu and the Energy Division staff, and am leading the Energy Access SS and they ran business programs, and will also be helping to implement the Climate Action Plan. Um, so I'm really looking forward to meeting all my new colleagues in person at some point this year.
9: Yes, Kara, I am looking forward to that as well. And we are so lucky, you know, this this team, these three, Anna, Kara, and Taya, really represent the finest in their stage in their careers. And uh, we're incredibly lucky that they did say yes, and they had all had very grueling um, applications. So thank you for sticking with us. And that's it. That's it for my report. And welcome. Welcome to you three. Thank you.
1: Welcome, everyone. Thanks for sticking it out through the whole meeting to this point. Commissioners, any comments or questions? All right, let's open up to public
0: comment, please. Thank you. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star 3 to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Theodra, is there anyone in the queue? Give
3: me a moment. There are no
1: callers in the queue all right let's close public comment next item please
0: thank you the next item is the nomination and election of commission on the environment president and vice president this item is for discussion and possible action
1: great charles do you want to take us through the process please
0: sure so thank you for that i did um refresh myself of the process and i watched a Video from a couple years ago. It's actually quite simple. So we will entertain nominations for the presidency and vice presidency position. We will start with the presidency and accept nominations for this position only. Um, After nominations and discussion, we will have public comment and then we will vote. Then we will have that same process for the vice presidency vice presidency position. Again, we'll have any maybe we'll have some discussion. Then we'll take public comment. Then we'll vote. Um, I want to remind commissioners that individuals can nominate themselves. And with that being a pause, are there any questions on that process? Okay, seeing no questions, at this time I will entertain nominations for commission president.
1: Commissioners, any nominations for president? Mr. Wald.
6: If nobody is going to do this, I'm going to do this. I nominate and hope she will accept our current current president as president for another term.
1: I am flattered and um, have greatly enjoyed the last two years of leading, albeit all virtually, (laughs) on the screen. Um, But I actually think that it's probably high time uh, to pass the baton to somebody else. Um, I know that as we go into um, in-person meetings, I just feel like it's time to let somebody else step into a leadership role. So I very much appreciate the nomination, um, but would like to decline in the hopes that um, perhaps we could have somebody else uh, take up the baton and run with it.
5: This is Sarah. I'm sorry. I, I really have technical challenge tonight, but uh, I can't turn on my camera when I try to speak, but uh, I would also, first of all, I really want to thank President Stevenson, you have done a wonderful job, and I feel really bad you can only do it like through the virtual platform, I really hope when we go back in person, maybe in a year or next couple of months, you will also like will come back to this leadership, but I would like to it'll be my great pleasure to also nominate uh, Vice President, uh, uh, Commissioner on uh, to be the president. Um, he has been a champion for the racial equity agenda, which goes to be going to well, one major goal for the SF Environment Department. And he has always been a great champion and advocate um, for this field. And I always look forward and learn a lot from him. So I would like to make that nomination. And sorry, I, I have to be brief or I'll be out again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Commissioner on, do you accept the nomination?
2: Um Thank you for those words, Commissioner Juan, and yes, I do, President Stevenson. I um, have enjoyed serving as your Vice President and I hope can do, you know, as um, good of a job as you've done, leading us through essentially a really hard last two years.
7: Commissioners,
1: any other thoughts, discussions, nominations? All right, so... Charles you said that we do nominations and then we open it up to public comment so it sounds correct like time to open it to public comment,
2: please.
0: Okay. Um, let's see here members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue for those already on hold in the queue please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Deidre do we have anyone in the queue.
3: Give me a moment as a check. There are no college in the queue.
0: OK. Seeing that there are no callers, if, um, if there's not any other discussion, we can move to a vote on this nomination. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Uh, let's see here. Um, President Stevenson?
1: Aye.
0: Uh, Vice President Ahn? Aye. Commissioner Bermejo? Aye. Commissioner Hunter? Aye. Commissioner Sullivan? Aye. Commissioner Wald? Aye. Commissioner
1: Juan. Aye. All right. The motion passes. Congratulations, Mr. Chair.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Madam President. Eddie.
1: Now I think, um, I think, Eddie, I pass it to you or do I continue to preside for the next, I think I pass it over.
0: It's it's really up to you too. Um, last year, the uh, or the last time we did this um, where we had a, uh, the person kept going and it's really up to you so um uh, heather i think you should finish this out okay. heather will finish it fair <laughs> enough <laughs> right all
1: right so let's move on to nominations for the vice president role of the commission commissioner burbejo
12: um i would just like to nominate a commissioner heather stevenson to be vice t- vice president of the commission i think You've led, and I think Commissioner um, Stevenson has led with Grace in the last two years, and she's made this Webex world seamless. And uh, the conversations and the issues that we care so much about have flowed as if we were all in the same room. And I just uh, loved your leadership, and I hope that you will continue to serve as the uh, vice president of the commission.
1: I would be happy to serve as vice president. Very, very thrilled to have commissioner on leading the ship, but I'd be very happy to serve as an able right hand to him.
0: Is there any other discussion or nominations? Okay, seeing none, why don't we move to public comment again? Um, uh, Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Deidre, do we have anyone in the queue? Let
3: me check. There are no callers in the queue.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Hello.
0: I have to change my names here. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, former President Stevenson? Aye. OK. Former Vice President Ahn? Aye. OK. Commissioner Bermejo? Aye. Commissioner Hunter? Aye. Commissioner Sullivan? Aye. Commissioner Wald? Aye. Commissioner Juan, Aye. All right. Okay. There's some
1: passes. Thank you, everyone. All right, next item, please, Charles
0: thank you the next item is item 10 committee reports this item is for discussion
1: all right um commissioner sullivan do you want to give a report on the last policy committee
13: meeting we have not met since our last commission meeting so my report is that we have not had a, com- a policy committee meeting, meeting
1: all right and commission commissioner juan is there
5: a operations committee report Yes, uh, the committee last met January the 10th. um, And there were several presentations, including the department's budget that we heard tonight, uh, the draft of the annual report that we also reviewed tonight. And but last but not least is that we have a presentation update on the safer cleaning disinfectant campaign. Um, And our last meeting will be April 18th at five, and hopefully, maybe in person at City Hall. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Is there any discussion commissioners? All right. Is there any public comment?
0: Thank you members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue for those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Deidre, is there anyone in the queue?
3: Give me a moment to check.
1: Are no callers in the queue. All right, public comments closed. Next item, please.
0: Next item is item eleven announcements. This item is for discussion.
1: Commissioners, are there any announcements? All right, seeing no announcements. Public comment.
7: Members of the public who wish
0: to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Deirdre, are there any callers in the queue?
3: Are no
1: callers in the queue. All right, public comments
2: closed. Next item, please. Thank
0: you. Next item is item twelve, new business, future agenda items. The speaker is Charles Sheehan, Chief Policy and Public Affairs Officer. This item is for discussion. Okay, let me let me pull up my um, screen here. So the next Commission on the Environment meeting is on March twenty second. The next policy committee meeting is coming up on February 14 and the next operations committee meeting is on April 20th. For the upcoming commission meeting, um, we are potentially going to bring to you an update on our racial equity action plan um, implementation and next steps. We are trying also to bring to you um, record retention. We are trying to squeeze it in for this commission meeting. but few more last-minute items, and so we're trying to bring it to you for the next meeting. And we may also have a presentation um, related to EV charging classes at this or potentially later uh, commission meeting. I'll pause now and see if there are any questions.
1: Commissioners, sure there's any questions. All right, let's have some public comment, please.
0: Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. Deidre, are there any members of the public uh, in the queue. Could you, let me to
3: check.
1: There are no callers in the queue. All right, public comments now closed. Next item, please.
0: The next item is is item number 13, adjournment. Um, this meeting is adjourned and the time is 7.30 p.m. Exactly, thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks everybody, congratulations, commissioners.